What's going on, guys? This is Mike, and you are listening to another episode of the Record High Podcast. Holy crap, we are all so busy over here. Um, It's good to be back, though, and just so you guys know, this isn't the only thing we do. We don't just sit around all week and get together once a week and record. We actually work every single day uh, on these businesses, and we hope to sit down and talk and share some of the things and values that we incorporate on a daily basis to help get us through. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I have a lot to talk about today, but first, I want to paint a picture in your mind really quick. So let's just say you're at home one day and you decide you want to make a goal. It's a simple one. You want to drive across country to a specific place. I don't care where it is. could be anywhere, but it's across country. You don't just get in your car and drive. First, you know, you, you make a plan. You find a map. You plan your route. You plan some places you want to stop, places you want to eat, rest, could be a landmark, could be anything, but you don't just go. You stop, you make a plan with the end goal in arriving at your original destination. So there you are driving down the road, long distance trip, lots of boring stretches with some just being flat earth, some being rocky, some with sunlight, some with rain, some with storms. Let's just say right now you are about 20% of the way through your drive. You notice some clouds up ahead and uh, you think to yourself, man, it looks like I could be rolling through some storms. You start to see some vehicles ahead of you turning around, mainly because you notice that one of the vehicles has stopped and the guy's turning everyone around. You finally get to this guy and say, what's going on here? He looks at you and says, I wouldn't go any farther than here. You might want to turn around. You ask him why, and he says, you may or may not make it out alive on the other side of this storm here. At this point, thoughts are going to be running through your mind. Some saying go, some saying turn around. The decision you're about to make in this circumstance is a lot like the decision business owners make every single day, including us. A lot of the times when you're new to the journey, there will be lots and lots of people trying to stop you. Wall is trying to keep you right where you are and your own thoughts questioning your perseverance. In this case, it's also unknown who the person is. Was he in the storm? Did he make it through and got to the other side alive just to come back and tell us all not to go? Has he ever even seen a storm like this before? Does he even know what he's talking about? There's so many factors to consider in making your decision. Are you the type of person who turns around when you see that wall? Or the type of person who runs even faster and breaks through. Making the decision to weather the storm and keep moving is a tough one. But today we go over a few ways to keep moving. Okay, now we're back. All right. All right, here we go. It's been a little while. We're excited to be back. Uh, I want to take a second and tell everyone, the the audience members, um, what you just listened to the start of this podcast uh, is my favorite part of the podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Crazy thing is I haven't heard it yet, but what Mike does is we we record these podcasts, and then he goes and does a little trailer thing at the beginning, and it's by far my favorite part. So you guys just heard it. I've actually not heard it, but I know how awesome it is. Um, It's going to be in the future at some point. Mike's going to write that. 
I feel like <laughs> you just read my text message to our group. I said exactly the same thing. And then Pretty the much. next podcast, you then read my text message. I, I said it was my I, favorite I part. said that like eight months ago. No, it's... <laughs> I, Let's go back and actually, yeah, he definitely did. It definitely was, it, it was before because he that, was... You, that sounds like, word for word what like I texted February. in there. It was oh, it before was he was... when I said that. Before you were like... You're, uh, like, you're like that Democrat person when they were like doing the Trump impeachments and, uh, <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to stand up, but he like, he needed to get his last word in and he like, you can see him like running to the... Uh, to like whatever that little uh, podium was, so he could get his like two cents in, and yeah, then he's like, wait, wait for me. Yeah, <laughs> the other idea. guys is like, he's like Nadler, Nadler, whatever the guy is that ran up. I feel like that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. We started there, and Taylor's like, I gotta say well, something. Everyone wants to take the credit after something's already. Oh, yeah, already absolutely. Huge. That's Taylor to a T. Taylor to a T. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah. another. That's I'm another not, podcast. Should I write you any more great content there, Taylor? That you're gonna I'm steal and say for your own? That, but. No, it absolutely is 100%. February 11th, I sent a text to the group message. So was, your, was your text message before February 11th? Because I said that same thing about how awesome my essentials are. Oh, no, it absolutely February is the 11th. best. Absolutely is the best. We actually have a, we actually have a pretty good one going here. I'm sure that. Yeah, no, we, we, we do have some awesome stuff. Um, first, before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about, um, did you guys... Did you guys see the story of what happened between the San Diego Padres and the Texas Rangers game last night? I did not. And Well, so... I, I definitely wanted to make a point to talk to you guys about it because I, I tie it into exactly how the world is right now. Like the whole world, I feel like everyone ha- has the uh, everyone's kind of pussified. I feel like everyone has their feelings hurt all the time. Oh, absolutely. You know, like you, you have to be careful with what you say or in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a crowd of people who you don't know because you don't know who's going to get their feelings hurt. Yep. And whatever. And and I heard this on the on the sports radio this morning. And um, so the Padres played the Rangers. They were winning by like it was like two to thirteen, I think. Don't quote oh, okay. me on the numbers, nice. but it was a, it was a landslide. San Diego was going to win, and uh, it was like the eighth inning, and um, it was a three zero count. Fernando Tatis was up to bat. If you guys know who he is, he's like the next, he's like the next greatest baseball player to ever live. He's really really good. Um, it was a three zero count, and if you guys know anything about baseball, there's kind of like the unwritten rules of baseball. Right, it's like a code that it's for the bad sportsmen. It, it's for the it's for the people who suck, and they you know they have the same pussified mentality, and mm-hmm. so. But there's there's a whole you know unwritten rule book in baseball, and one of the apparent unwritten rules is if you're winning by a ton, don't bury the other team, I guess. Hmm. And so, I have never heard of this. I don't know anyone else who has. But after the game, they had a press conference. Oh wait, I skipped something. Three zero count. He was supposed to take a pitch. Hits a home run. Yeah. And there was two other people. It was a three it was a three run home run. Apparently he didn't read the rule book. It was a three run home run. So so now it's like sixteen or seventeen to two or something like that. Yeah. So after he's gonna get bean next time yeah. he bats oh, yeah. the team. Oh yeah. They're just gonna throw a ball right at his head. Well, yeah. So in baseball they're like super serious about stats, so what are you gonna go up there? You're just gonna lower your stats. That, right? Well that's what I'm saying, is like why why in the world, what sport do you guys know, especially if we were professional athletes? Yeah. Why would we ever like the mentality should be like put your fucking foot on on their throats? You know what I mean. I would like I would wear a shirt that said I read the unwritten rule and don't plan on keeping it. Yeah, like I would be. Yeah. I would. They would definitely know that. I would actually. If someone told me that I couldn't do it, that would make me want to do it more. Like if I if my coach came up to me and he's just like, Hey, listen, 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 listen. You need to you need to just strike out. I said, excuse me, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So we're winning a lot. It's gonna be you know they're gonna get really mad at us. So I need you to go up and strike out. And then I, I would I would I would be stunned. But then something would switch in me, which always does. Like it's like there's a fight and flight mentality, and and I 
I rarely flight. So then I would walk up there and it would I would make it a point to to do two things. Is number one, making my coach, it would be unnecessary to tell me that again, but not because I did it, because I blatantly ignored it 100%. And I would have two, like if I hit that home run, the satisfaction from going around, oh, yeah. it's like the Cartman and the tears kind of things right there. <laughs> I'm like the satisfaction that I would get from hitting that home run. That See, that's what, that's what blows my mind, is how, how they can be that competitive and turn it off. Like I've never seen anything like that, because in business you never see that. Mm-hmm. You don't see guys that have like made it to the top tier that can turn it off. How do they like do that take in it sports? easy on the little guys. I don't know. I don't understand how they do it in sports. How do they get? How do they spend their entire life dedicated to being awesome at something and winning every single time? And then they can just like flip that off. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Well, mm-hmm. the, the worst part is the flip side is the people that are pissed off because you didn't turn it off. Yeah. So the other team, I guarantee, what happens next time they play that guy that hit the home run, they're throwing a pitch at his head. Oh yeah, absolutely. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Right? Because of these unwritten rules, and it's like, oh, you should have not swung at that. You should have been nice to us. What? Is there one of those in business? No. Okay, good. No. I, uh, I, uh, I just don't know anybody. I know zero people that are captain of their industries that, that could do something like that. They just don't have that philosophy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that made it into professional sports. I don't know. Just it, well, it's not, Technically, it's not a part. But So the last thing about that, what I didn't get to, is they had a press conference after the game. And uh, they, the first guy who went up and talked was the coach of the uh, Rangers, or the manager of the Rangers. And he was like, yeah, no, I, I mean, I obviously can't control what they do, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have done it. I would have taken the pitch. And then, so he was complaining about it Of course he would do. He showed everybody he exactly how to lose. He was the I, one that was losing. Yeah. But, um, and then, so the next guy to go up to, or to, to talk in the press conference was the third base coach. So he's, he was the one who was give, who gives signs to the batter, right? <laughs> and he yes. said that he actually threw a sign that said, take. He was like, I didn't, he's like, I told the batter to take the pitch. I didn't tell him to swing at it. And then, so he was like feeding into the unwritten rule. And then Tatis came up. And the reason why this is a big story now is because Tatis came up and he actually, he apologized. Oh my gosh. He apologized. For hitting the home run? He said, I'm sorry, I missed the the take call. I I shouldn't have swung at it, but I did. And I'm sorry. And he apologized. Oh my gosh. And that's why I was blown away at this story is because like it goes along with every way that the world is right now. I feel like everyone just... I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that didn't happen to me because my speech would have been a little bit different. (laughs) Right? I would have had... I would have been given coaching lessons on. I'm like, well, what lesson did we learn from this? Yes. All right? Yes. I will never take a pitch, right? I'm going to pound it every single time. No team's going to want him. Dude, that's unbelievable. Dude, I'm just glad that's not for business. I'm glad that doesn't apply to anything besides business. And he's lucky he's the next great, greatest baseball player of all time because otherwise he would not be on that team anymore. (laughs) You know what? The the best part is he missed the call and then hit a home run. He's like, oh, I'm so so sorry, right? So maybe 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 he's just playing the game, right? And maybe that's he's got like a sixth (laughs) sense of humor, right? Where I would acknowledge it, where he's just like, he's just like closet. He doesn't need people's admiration. Mm -hmm. Like he's making it seem like he's like it was a mistake, but it really wasn't. He's getting all the fulfillment he needs internally, (laughs) right? Where I need external fulfillment. Like he doesn't need to tell me who I was. Oh, I'm so sorry. I accidentally beat you, right? <laughs> like passive aggressive. He doesn't want to be the one who went against the. Oh, it'll never world. happen again, right? So uh, don't worry about that. Oh, um, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Don't thought, listen to that. If you're listening to that, you're not at the level where you could yeah. take a pitch. Actually, right? so please don't. Please don't think that you're <laughs> at that level, right? No, but you know what? Nobody's gonna believe you did it on purpose if you fail, right? I'm like they're they're at some crazy level that doesn't exist. 
uh, you know what, always, you need to hit a home run every mm -hmm. single time until I come and find you and tell you to stop hitting home runs, right? I'm like, yeah, until you're like, until you're like rich dad tells you a third base coach and says, okay, you're rich and up, right? You don't have to, you don't have to make any more money. That does not apply Till to then, you. So then, swing for the fences. All, oh, yeah, you got, you got to win every single game. You lose one game, that could be the last of you, right? I'm like, so. What also, take, that's one thing about baseball players is they play their entire lives from when they're kids. Like most people in Major League Baseball, have not held a full-time job or part-time job or anything like that. They're, they're their own mentality. And, and you know, they practice every single day and they actually hold a, uh, a key trait that we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, perseverance. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is try to, I mean, whoever's listening, think about the most successful person that you know in life. And chances are is they probably had a really tough life. And... Um, the thing about it is they actually came out on top and why did they come out on top and there's a quote that I'm going to talk about first and it's to persist in anything undertaken maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty obstacles or discouragement continue steadfastly most people want the convenience of transformation without the inconvenience oh, absolutely. and so we see this in business every single day when, mm -hmm. when somebody starts something as soon as they hit the very first roadblock they think I'm not meant to do this or mm -hmm. things aren't just going to go my way or, you know, going back to like the lucky statement, they just say, oh, whoever, you know, this person who is successful is just lucky mm -hmm. when in reality, the people who actually made it are just the ones that decided to get over that hump and keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the, the, cra the crazy part about this whole thing is that the things that we're going to talk about, especially when it comes to perseverance, is, is it's not there's there's not going to be a secret sauce. Like we're going to talk about a couple of specifics, but this just works into the everyday thing. Right. So we talked about probability the last time. What's one more little thing that you can add in to your, I would say, um, formula in order to ensure that you have the highest probability of success, right? So mm -hmm. this isn't anything new. People like know it. You have to persevere, but but they they think that perseverance is something different. As you were as you mentioned before, they think oh well, the person just one or two times going through, but that's not how it works. Yeah, it's not it's not persevering the winning. It's persevering all the small, little, insignificant th things and details throughout the day. And it's not just business. It's not just work. It's anything in life. I mean, think about like when, when people are trying to get into shape. Oh, yeah. Um, there's I actually, when I used to do personal training, I used to have to tell people it's the, f the first four weeks of a diet, you're not going to notice anything. And so people get discouraged. They'll be like, oh, I, you know, it's been a week. I lost maybe a pound. I was, I was hoping to lose 10 pounds. Uh, but in reality, it's the first, you know, you won't start seeing progress until the first four weeks are done. And then after that, it's going to be all downhill and everything gets easier. Well, and that even that even goes the second way is once you learn how to do it over and over again, you start to get, you know, especially when it comes to lifting, get muscle memory. And exactly the same thing applies to like mental memory. So I when when all these gym closures went through and then especially since I moved out to Michigan and then we had to go over there pretty quickly because of the Midland floods, um, there was a period of time where I wasn't making the gym. I mean, I was going six days a week religiously for years had always I was in great shape had that and then all of a sudden it just stopped right mm -hmm. and I'm like I, I was so busy there was no gyms open it was like the perfect storm and like two or three months went by where I wasn't in the gym and I mean I got skinny Dude, now same. in my mind though because 
you know, my mind is kind to me sometimes when it comes to me looking in the mirror. Um, I didn't realize how much I had deteriorated until my wife came out. Oh, God. She hadn't seen me for like <laughs> five weeks, right? Because I had, I had to do the emergency response, so I was out here living, and then I moved in our house, and then the family came in. But let's just say it became very obvious <laughs> that I was not the man she remembered, right? So she had it in her head, right? And I'm not gonna say how I figured this out, but let's just say I was not on the same level that she was used to having me. And then after that, I started to get some serious uh, problems mentally where all of a sudden it's like, it's like the image I had in my mind got realistic and I started looking at myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're white, skinny and hairy. Like it's, it's gone, you're, you're in a bad place, Nathan. And, so, and, and then at that point I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta do something about it. But the thing that sucks about physicality is it's not gonna happen immediately, mm-hmm. right? And so I had to get back to the gym I went into the gym. I, I, you know what? I found a gym 20 miles away that was like resisting order, et cetera, like that. And that's a still the same one that I go. But I went one time. You know, I had a great workout. Went home. Couldn't see anything different. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, right? And then, and then everything changes. I went from wearing muscle shirts, so I had to wear a regular shirt. You're wearing baggy I mean, shirts some, now. <laughs> there were some serious problems in my life. I was having to make some changes, and it wasn't until I just had to keep saying to myself. Because there would be people at the gym that are pretty good in shape and they're probably looking at me wondering, you know, oh, look at this skinny guy and have that. And I'm saying, just wait till you see me in four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. I'll be ripped. Mm-hmm. All right. And that, so I knew it. So it was easier for me to do it. And then, yeah, six weeks later, in great shape. Let's just say I noticed a difference with my wife, right? It's like I've now reached acceptable standards, right? And so I'm very comfortable with that. I'm, I'm glad she kept me honest, right? It was a little painful at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was a little painful. Oh, yeah. Right? Just, if you feel you're Dude, not, I feel you. I was there. Right? I, I, I'm like, I, same it shit happened to and me. So, and so you get to that point. And so it's it's not just about um, about making it through and thinking. I'm like, oh, man. It's like, like why am I doing this? Is is that because you're going to have to do this over and over and over again in your life. But after you do it one time, then you get that mental memory right. that's in there. And then it's 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 easier to persevere the next time. Because yep. then you know where the, where like the end date is. But until you do it for the first time, you're not going to have that information. And that's the toughest thing for people to do. Oh, yeah. And so so this applies absolutely with physicality, but also in your professional life. There's so many people that go to the gym one time and they say, oh, I don't see any results. I've been on the diet for four days. I'm not going to keep doing it. They, they say that in their professional life. Come in. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to, you need to get up early. You need to do this. You need to be proactive. And oh, I, I did it for a week. I'm not seeing the results. And uh, I had a conversation with one of the guys at, at one of our companies, and, and that, that was probably the... the how I would describe him is just inability to persevere and just grind it out. He thought it was going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out it doesn't happen overnight for anybody, um, not even this guy. And and so it's just all about just putting in the time over and over and over again, just like those baseball players, just like anybody that's physically fit. It's not the one time it's over and over and over again uh, consistently. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a name. You guys let me know if you know who it is. Okay. First one is Jack Canfield. I know who Jack Campbell is. You do or don't? I do. You do? Okay. Do you know who he is? I, I've heard of him, yes. So he, Jack Canfield is the um, publisher and I believe he wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yep. So yep. everyone in this world, whether you read or don't read, you know who, you, you know that book. You've yep. heard of that book. They've definitely heard of the book. And so yep. everyone who thinks of him is just like some super successful publisher, writer, whatever mm-hmm. of books. But in reality, he actually published he had 130 different publishers say no to, to publishing yep. his very first book. Yep. 
and and no one wants to read. Oh, wait, what is? Oh, but okay, another name. Jack Ma. I love Jack Ma. I definitely know Jack Ma. I oh, think yeah. I think less or of people will know who this is. He's the uh, he's the creator of Alibaba, and I haven't seen his documentary yet, but I definitely know who he is. And uh, he's definitely nothing special. You look at him and you say, "Oh yeah, he he is proof that what we're talking about today is is true." Because he he had every single one of his colleagues tell him no to join in, and then what happened? Oh, his his he has a funny story where he applied to like KFC when they came to China and they were hiring like they they interviewed sixteen people for fourteen positions. And he was one of the two that didn't get hired, right? Mm-hmm. He applied to Harvard like three times and they like turned him down, right? And then, I mean, all of these crazy things, it, it, it happened to him so often he had no choice but to think outside the box and he had to create something for right. himself. I mean, it, it, it's insane. These guys just have this this different mentality on whether it happened to them naturally or or by chance that they they just can't give up, right? And it's, even going back to Jack Canfield, of like who would want to read 100 inspirational stories? And now it just seems ridiculous because people love inspirational stories but back then it wasn't a normal part like people didn't put that collection together and everybody right. said no to them i mean now, now it's, everyone reads it oh yeah Everyone's absolutely read it or heard of it absolutely well they just have something so they, these guys these guys have something different and i'm going to relate it to i think most people whether you believe in him or not or you have a name for them right and you it's one of those like movies that you hear and they say you know what he goes by many names over the centuries one of them is satan and blah 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 and they'll be they'll do like like 10 different names for Satan and all of the different religions, but everybody's got like a contrarian to the positive things in life, right? So that's what we're going to do. Like who's the contrarian in, in your life to, you know, what the purpose, right? If you're trying to be happy, who's trying to make you not happy, right? If you're trying to do good things, who's trying to make you do bad things? If you're trying to like succeed, who's trying to stop you from succeeding, right? And so the, the idea that people have is they only put it towards um, church-wise. I think that's the biggest mistake is that they'll go to church and say, oh man, Satan's trying to make you a bad person if you want to go to heaven you know Satan trying to stop you to go from heaven and they stop it right there but that's the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to business and 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 that's that's where we're retraining your mind and learning how to do something and persevering until you get success will help you to learn and decode the things that are happening to you and so these successful people they, they sound crazy have you ever talked to like a really successful person. I mean, this guy is the one that's made it. Now you have to have a conversation with them. They're not gonna, unless they're faking it, right? So if they're just trying to get through the conversation, they'll fake it. They'll try to, you know, share as little as possible so that you go away. But if they start actually talking, they're gonna get pretty eccentric, right? So you see these movies about people, documentaries, they get eccentric, borderline narcissistic, right? They just have a ton to share. Because what they've learned is they've learned like a, a decoding mechanism, right? So you guys see those movies where it has like a computer engineer that's sitting there at the shows and they can they can say, hey, I need to get in this computer or I have this this cipher and you need to decode it. Like um, when when they had like the brilliant mind and and with um, what's that guy that's that does um, Gladiator? What's his name? Russell Crowe. Crow. And they, uh, it's a beautiful mind. That's what it's called. And, and it shows the visualization in this movie of him taking like a whole bunch of content and then it highlighting different areas and putting them together. That's just how his mind works. Mm-hmm. Well, these successful people have been able to do the, exactly the same thing. So you will see something in front of you. You'll have a situation that happens to you. You'll read something, you'll make plans, and then you'll see it a certain way, pretty much for what it is. So if 
I got a room of 100 people, most people would agree with you on the way you see it and the way you decode that message or that situation in your mind. But what these guys have learned is they've learned that that's, that's not the right way to do it. They most likely will think contrarian to you in most ways. Mm-hmm. And it will be so off-putting to you, it'll be so different that you'll define them as the bad guy in your life. If someone walks up to you and says, you're a zombie, you have no control of your life, you only do what you're told, um, you, you have, you're adding nothing to value, you're a sheep, right? You're paying people for the privilege of doing what they tell you to do. I mean, if you tell them anything that they want, they automatically think that's a negative thing, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you're just trying to help. It happens to me all the time. Probably one of the biggest like regrets that I have is trying to help people that don't want to be helped. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's a problem. Like, I'm like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that to them, right? This they could can take that as a negative way, right? Then I have to deal with this or or kind so of things saying, like you're saying like when somebody who you know needs help won't accept it, but you you try anyways is what you're saying. Yeah, and there, well, it, define needing help. So I need help is if you tell me that you have no plans for your life and the plans you have are defined middle class, you're gonna have debt, you're not gonna do anything special. When I say special, I mean, I want you to be able to help thousands of people and be mm-hmm. financially free and be able to decide when you wanna work and how you wanna work. So obviously the plan that they're gonna make right now is going to most likely have the highest probability of success of never getting what, never getting that, right? But they, they find that is completely normal and that's what they're safe. So I right. try to break them out of it, but they're, they're, they they take it as it's negative oh, thing, yeah. right? They're like, oh man, that's stupid. You're just trying to convince me my faith isn't right or or that my parents aren't aren't right and they don't care about me or that my friends and me going and be able to have a life that you, you're having, right? That I don't deserve that. Like all of us have, you know what, educations and they're like, well, you have an education, Nathan, post-secondary education. Why can't I have? I'm like, because nobody cared enough to come and snap me out of it, right? Like I was just a sheep. I just going along. I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. Nobody cared about me, right? I'm, I'm trying to care about you. And so they think mentally different and it's not an accident. So the, the idea, I'm going to go through a couple different phrases that are going to happen on a daily basis. And these ones are like, these ones are more of, of, of what you're going to feel um, when, when somebody's trying to help you or you're trying to do good. You're trying to persevere through life. This is most likely what's going to come up that's going to convince you to stop. So the most, the most common one is they feel unappreciated, right? You don't appreciate me. And, and 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 the idea of it is you have to think the exactly the opposite, right? You're, you're feeling that you're unappreciated, right? So you're feeling, hey, they don't appreciate me. Well, you're gonna have to think the exact opposite. Who else is feeling unappreciated? Everybody else. All of your competition. All of your competition, right? So everybody's feeling unappreciated. So what are you going to do when you're feeling unappreciated? Keep going. You keep going. That's actually a good sign. You think that you're the only one that's felt unappreciated before in your life, right? I'm like, that's you're the one that's going to decode that. So you're getting that feeling. What are you what are you going to do in order to make sure that you respond opposite to that? Because your competition is feeling exactly the same way. We can take it and we can go farther. If you're feeling like you're working harder for less money, who else is feeling that same way? Competition. Your competition is. Your competition is feeling exactly the same way. So what are you gonna do usually when you feel like you're working too hard for less money? What's the normal thing to do? Give up, quit, give up. Okay, so what are you gonna keep, what are you gonna do? Keep going. You keep going. Everybody feels that way. You keep 
going. You feel like you don't get paid enough. We already talked about that. You're feeling like everything is going wrong in your life. Well, guess who else is having everything go wrong in their life? Everybody else. Your competition, not just everybody else. These are the people that you're competing against. These are the people that are going out and getting the life that you want. Your competition is feeling that way. So you you feed that. So when I'm laying in bed at night and they're there uh, and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm like, I'm feeling unappreciated. People aren't listening to what I have to say. I'm working really hard. I'm working harder. I mean, that happens to business owners as well and partnerships and all of that. I just have to say, everybody feels that way. you're, You're decoding the message incorrectly. Everybody, including your competition, got that exactly the same message. They got the, you should feel unappreciated today. And they read that, and what do you think every one of them said? You're right. I should they're going to go to all of their friends and family and they're like, I'm unappreciated. That rich motherfucker, he's going to see that message and then a beautiful Mayan thing is going to start happening. He's just going to stare at that message and he's going to be like, that can't be the fucking message. <laughs> right? As he's watching everybody around run home and, and say they've got the answer and he's just looking at that. And, and dude, what did they think about that guy in the beautiful mind? They made fun of him. Right? They said, oh, look at this crazy guy. But he's just looking at it a little different. I'm like, that can't be the message. Like, am I going to go through my entire life feeling unappreciated? Right? And then all of a sudden, the same thing's going to click with you that clicked in a beautiful mind. Same thing that clicked with them. And then he, all of a sudden, he realizes, like, we shouldn't be competing with each other. Like, his entire theory when it comes to economics is that before everybody was competing against each other and then the best person would win, but but then they would cause damage and, and, and they weren't able to accomplish exactly the same things. They have to pay more for things. I mean, there's a, a million things that happened negatively, but that was kind of the idea, made the best person win. Well, he got together and he says, you know what? We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't compete over the same thing, right? We should all decide what we're going to get, right? And then all of us can get something instead of one. And that changed trade and how we deal with, you know, that that started an international trade. And it's exactly the same thing for us. He was able to think differently and come up with a different theory. But if every single time you feel unappreciated, you act like you're, yeah, you feel unappreciated, you do the symptoms that come with that, you're never going to decode or do something special. I promise you. And if you say that enough, soon enough, people are going to run away from you. And exactly the same thing. You think you don't get paid enough? I'm like, if that comes out of your mouth, you think you're the only one that thinks I'm gonna pay enough? Mm-hmm. And I make a ton of money. I don't think I get paid enough. All right, why well, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, but you're not right? gonna like, point and blame people. Right, I'm like, I make a ton of money. That's never gonna go away. But you know what I think to myself? I'm like, what have you done to get paid more, Nathan? Absolutely. Like, I'm like, what is your competition doing? What is the sacrifice? And the idea is that you just have to decode those negative things. And that's going to help you persevere, right. right? That's gonna help you, right? I'm like, why are you in that situation? Why are you feeling that way? And you just have to remember, that's the devil or whoever you associate as a contrarian. You gotta flip that around and everybody says oh well Nathan people have told me that people have told me that I'm negative and I should be a positive person I'm like yeah no that's not exactly the same thing at all I mean if you're about to say I'm unappreciated right you're gonna say that out loud if you're gonna read that you're gonna feel that way it's what you do in that decision right what are you going to do are you gonna go bitch about it or are you gonna do something about it and so the idea is, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say this quote is difficulties are meant to rouse, not discourage. The human spirit is to grow strong by conflict. 
So we don't grow by the good things. You don't grow. You have to feel unappreciated because then you're going to do something to feel appreciated. You're not going to bitch about it. You're going to go work harder, right? You're going to put yourself in the right position in order to feel appreciated. And then vice versa on every little thing. You're going to, what can I do in order to increase my value? And that's what we want to encourage you guys. Mm-hmm. You need to take you need to take control of your own life. And this is just one little thing to help you persevere, right? Yeah. So we can't be there. I can't carry you there, but I can help decode some of those messages so that you might have a chance to maybe last a little longer. Yeah, so it's so much about the mindset. First recognizing, hey, life is about challenges. That's how you're gonna grow. I look back on my life and the times that were hard, the times that sucked, the times that I wanted to give up, those are actually some of my favorite times because that pushed me uh, to the next level to have to grow. And so that's the biggest thing. Once you get faced with those challenging times, those hard times, The first thing is don't give up because everybody is going through those. Everybody's feeling that same way. Uh, But what if you don't want to just be a passenger in your life? What if you don't want to just not give up? You're going to keep going. But what's the next step from from not giving up? Is there anything else you can do? Um, And there is. Absolutely. So the idea is to change the approach. Change your, your thinking. So going to that question of where you feel unappreciated. Oh, I don't feel appreciated. One, you're not going to give up when you feel those feelings. But two... What have you done to help somebody else? Change your mindset, okay? That's something you can do when you feel unappreciated. Okay, great. Hey, you get a start. Yep, you're unappreciated. Now what, what are you gonna do? Well, think about what have you done for somebody else? What if you say, I don't get paid enough? No one's ever said that, but. um, I've never heard that. Everybody in the entire world. Um, So one, you're not gonna give up when you feel that, but how much time have you spent uh, thinking about what you can do to get more business, to be more successful? Right, so it's great, everyone feels those feelings, I don't get paid enough, but next step is what, what are you doing about it? Okay, great, uh, you don't get paid enough, but what have you done today to improve, to get better? I've never had somebody that comes up and asks me for more money that says that next quote. They've never yeah. said that. No. Hey, listen, I need more money, here's what I'm gonna do for the more money. That's never happened. I can tell you one thing is I did that one time and then went home and like had the whole, you know, what, what everybody else does, you, 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 you know, you hold your head down, you're like, damn it, I hate this. But mm-hmm. then I realized that it was me the whole time. When you, when, you, when you perform well and you do well, your boss will tell you when you're getting a pay raise versus the other way around. Instead of saying, oh, well, I'm gonna, like you were saying, instead of, oh, I hit this hiccup, you know, somebody made me sad today, I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna give up on my goal then. And instead mm-hmm. of doing that, you know, you keep, you just change your, your course of action. Absolutely, it's changing the mindset, changing the approach, recognize, hey, that's gonna happen, you're gonna feel that way, but you actually have control over your life when you feel that way, not giving up and then changing and doing something different. Well, the under, underappreciated one is my favorite. The contrarian to that one, right? When everybody feels unappreciated. You have a famous quote that comes in after somebody says they're unappreciated. I do, uh, remind me of that quote. What <laughs> the f- have you done for anybody else besides yourself you selfish little yeah you come in oh people don't people i just feel unappreciated i'm like what the fuck have you done for anybody but yourself the reason why you feel unappreciated is because you're the most selfish person i know right Mm -hmm. if you're going up and you're waking up every day and you're trying to change everybody's life i promise you people are going to come say nice things to you I have just as many people say nice things to me as say mean things to me, mm-hmm. right? I hate the mean things. 
I'll be honest with you, right? They come, right? I know it's just part of the territory, right? I'm going to get the mean things, right? I'm going to have the ungrateful, right? And I, whenever I try to help someone, they're ungrateful for it. I'm like, that motherfucker, right? I'm like, don't appreciate me, right? And, but then I think, I'm like, dude, I'm not doing it for him, right? I'm doing, I'm trying to help, right? And I'm like, that's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for the recognition. But then what happens if you do it enough, people will start saying some really nice things about you. Yeah. It, it's nice. It's what have you done for anybody else, you selfish little ch- Sound about right, Taylor? Sounds about Did right. Did I deliver it it's passionately good. enough? Yeah, good. <laughs> right? I bleeped it out. But you know what? If you want the unbelieved territory, go ask Taylor. Tell him you feel unappreciated. Right? So if you want the, if you want to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> and, and it's so true. And, and, and when that question gets asked, hey, what have you done? It's like, well, I showed up to work and I, I did the exact I did exactly stuff what you told me to. What I was supposed to do. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, is that why you don't feel appreciated? It, I, I had a, a conversation with Nathan a couple months ago, right? And he said, hey, people are going to start to buy you gifts, right? People are gonna to start to appreciate, when, when, when you actually stop worrying about yourself, so I, I stopped worrying about myself and focus a lot on everybody else, helping them, uh, phone calls, reaching out to them, trying to develop them, and, and he said, hey, when you start doing that, they're gonna to start to give you nice little gifts, and we, we actually had an experience. They came to fruition today. A couple, actually, oh, a couple yeah. hours ago, and this is actually like the fifth gift for, from somebody that, that makes me feel appreciated for the time, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest, those are the best gifts. Oh, uh, it was a really good she, one. She gave us a oh, gift, yeah. uh, and, and it, it was awesome. Right, so so that's if you feel unappreciated, it's because you're a crappy person, you're selfish, and you're not appreciating other people. Mm-hmm. If you spend time helping other people, mm-hmm. they're going to appreciate you, and you're going to feel appreciated every single time. Absolutely. Right? Same thing with with the people that say, "Oh, everything's going wrong. My life sucks." Um, how much time did you spend being proactive and trying to improve, make changes, evaluating how your day went? Everything went wrong. Great. Okay. What did you do at the end of the day to say, "Okay, what could I have done better?" What could I have done differently in this situation? Uh, if you're not doing that, you're not taking control of your life. You're not doing what you can to not have the exact same thing happen to you tomorrow. Yeah, that's the one I wish I could turn off. I wish I could turn off the laying in bed, wondering how I could have said something different and what it. I mean, you're just not going to be able yeah, to get can. past that. You got to get used to it, right? You're just you won't get able to get past it. If you're sleeping like a baby at night, you have no worries and you're poor. That's not a good sign. I know that's what everybody wants. You should not be sleeping like a baby, right? You get to sleep like a baby when you're fucking rich, right? And then you have that and you fall asleep. But until it's then, I'm like, nighttime is when you process the information, right? You think, I'm like, what could I have done different? How could I have done different? I mean, that happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. People are going to think that's a negative thing. It's it's only a negative thing if you take it as a negative thing. That's when your brain has to process it, right? Where you can break down. When else does your brain have the ability to communicate with you, right? You're just trying to survive out there. You're running from every lying known to man and then you get home and you're like why can't I just fall asleep it's like well we want to talk about the second lion right I'm like we feel like that was an avoidable lion and what could we do better right that's when it's going to talk to you so it's not a completely negative thing when you're laying in bed at night and you're trying to break it down that's you know what that's that's your mind trying to teach you something and so that happens to me and I'll say oh man I really regret this or I wish it but then I have to remember I'm like nope look how many people you've helped if you stop doing this right how many people are 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 you you're going are not going to get your help and how many people are going to miss out on what you have to offer so you can't let how somebody reacts to you define if you're going to do it right. so that's a huge one when i yeah. see that i'm like i continually think it's going to happen i'm like tonight's going to be the night that i'm not going to try to break down my day but it happens oh, yeah, right? all the time. it's a difference I, I guess i'll define that some people are like well i worry at night why am i not getting better there's a difference 
you're trying you're trying to realize or you're trying to think of you're just worried about paying your bill like and you're just thinking about the bill what i'm doing is i'm breaking down my day on what i did, could have done to make more money so i don't have to worry about paying the bill does that make sense yeah and i actually want to tie something in real quick before you continue to what you were saying about like the guy at your desk where he's like hey give me a pay raise I think that falls into exactly what I was talking about when we first started about the victim mentality because Mm -hmm. people can never, they can never take responsibility for their own shit and their own problems. And the people who sit at the desk and say, hey, I want a pay raise or else are probably not looking at them. They're not looking at all the things that they did throughout the day that Mm -hmm. that caused them to be in the situation that they do over and over and over again every single day. Always the most selfish one. Oh, yeah. And... It couldn't be any more true. I was looking for something here. Um, life has a way of giving you not what you want, but what you deserve. Oh, yeah. So those people that are sitting there at that desk saying, hey, I, I want a pay raise, guess what? You don't deserve a pay raise, and you're not going to get a pay raise. It, it's the people that actually um, go out and do it, right, that aren't, aren't doing this victim man- mentality, that are taking control of their life, doing things on a regular basis that are going to be successful and then they don't have to ask for mm-hmm. that pay raise like you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have I have a favorite one. This is my favorite one. When when I ask somebody I'm like, "What do you want to be in life?" Like, "Where do you want to be?" They're like, "I want to be rich, successful, I want to have my own business. I want to do all this." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I love every bit of that." All right, what's your plans to get there? Well, I'm going to go to school. I'm like, "Wait, excuse me?" Wrong <laughs> <laughs> answer. What school? What school? The get rich school? I'm like, which one we talk about? I know you're not talking about college. And they're like, yeah, I'm talking about college. I'm like, what do, What college you going to? And then they like say a regular college. It's a new college? I'm like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe that college is offering like a sweet course. I'm like, what are you going into? They're like, and they say it. Don't take this. <laughs> See, this is a hard one for post-secondary educated people because you can't accept that you wasted your money and that you're not going to have all the dreams and aspirations that you thought when you were 18. You know when the Valley Victorian was standing up in front of you and he was telling you all his dreams and aspirations and you were forced to listen? This is happening to you again and you're not <laughs> liking it, right? So so I'm like, and then they say I have a degree and I'm like, do you know that you, you, you will never have anything that you just said? Like every single thing you said, you will never have it. Like it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't have it. Like you are, it's, you are like a month away from you can't turn back, right? You're gonna have student debt. You're gonna have a degree that you're gonna you're gonna feel that you have to get no matter or that you're gonna have to work in no matter what. That's an average degree. That's not even a JD right there. I'm like, you're not becoming a lawyer or a doctor, right? I'm like, you're. I actually, I was talking to somebody and I said, I know more people that are in a different country that do that that uh, that degree than people here. I'm like, it was actually a big news when Trump said they can't come over anymore. I'm like, I'm like, you're gonna be training your replacement in like two years, man. Then what's the backup, right? I'm like, you I mean you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come from behind. You gotta be that one guy in the race where it's like a highlight reel where they're way behind and he's just hauling A. I'm like, that's not you. Right? You gotta be in the front, right? I'm like, I'm I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're not the world record holder when it comes to running. You gotta have you gotta have like a good head start. So they tell me that, and I'm like, that you can't do that. And then they look at me and like, like I'm just like Disbelief. the devil themselves. And I'm like, what other decisions have you made already that are gonna determine your life? I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, before you do this, and I'm like, now I'm begging them, right? So now I see that they're like about to ruin their life and about not accomplish any of the goals. And I love catching them before they're too deep. And I'm like, uh, you, you, wait, 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 wait. We, we can call this off. We can have this. And they say, well, no, I've already, you know what, made a commitment on a, 
apartment and, and you know what I got I a yeah I, I, I have a, I, I have a, you know what have to pay the first semester of college I'm like oh my gosh I mean you only dug you know what six inches down on your six foot hole I'm like you can turn back my friend I'm like you don't have to keep digging like nobody's got a gun to your back like building the grave of your dreams and so that's a that's a very normal one that happens I mean that probably the most out of time so if you're if you're listening to this like, and you wrote down what you want. Like, you want to be rich. And you want to do this and wear this. And you wake up in the morning and every single thing that that uh, you, that you're doing right now, nobody, like, you need to find your rich dad. Did we already talk about that in one of these, finding a rich dad? Have we I, talked I, about that we yet? We talked about finding a mentor. Same yeah. We need to do one on, on that next. Just, yeah, right? I yeah. agree. So we're gonna, you need to find a richest fuck guy that is willing to talk to you. Like, not just, like, placate you. But, I mean, he's willing to seem eccentric, right? He's going to start. As soon as you open your mouth, he's going to be, like, the doctor in the ER when you come in. And there's, like, he's treating you like you have, like, a spear through your stomach, you right? can't see it. He starts freaking out, right? He starts calling everybody knows. It's like, we got it. We got somebody's dreams that's about to die, right? And he's, like, he's, trying, he's just freaking out because he realizes that your dreams are, like, about to die, right? And what he's been trained to do is to recognize the wound of bleeding out of dreams and he's gonna try to stop you immediately. He's gonna try to save you, right? He's like, put this guy under, he can't make any more decisions, right? I'm like, we'll wake him up when I've, when I've like healed him enough and then we'll talk about it, right? I'll give him medication. So, I mean, that's the idea is that you just have to think differently and, and it's a lot easier to persevere through something if you're actually on the right path. Like, are you actually going to accomplish your goals if you keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. If you have the wrong workout routine, yeah, it's going to help you a little bit, but you're, it, it depends on how you're, how high you're aimed, right? So you have to aim the right way. You got to do the right thing. This podcast is supposed to be and make you think differently than what you're doing, right? And it's there's all these famous guys and, and guys that are like crazy rich that it's very hard to relate with them. We see them more of like, well, but I mean, we're we're, we're just decent enough where we have tons of freedom and we don't worry about money and, and we just, if people want to be around us, right? So that's that's a great place to be. I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I actually, uh, I used to relate to that a lot. And, and what I used to think is, I used to think that people had, that famous people and super rich and successful people won the lottery. Like they, they got mm-hmm. struck by the lightning bolt and they're just, you know, they're in that position because they're so lucky and what I, dude, like, I used, that's what you have to tell yourself so you can go to bed at night. Yeah, yeah dude, like, that's tough. That, I could never be like that. Yeah. They must have won the lottery. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna win the lottery so yeah. I can't be like that. that that's, that's literally what you have to tell yourself to be okay over and over and over dude, again. Yes. To, to mm-hmm. see these people. But guess what I realized? Rich people. They're not any better. Just regular looking. guys. They're not any smarter. Nope. They're not nope. anything different. It's just they, they went the right direction and they continued to go that direction long enough to where the success exactly happened. Exactly right. And yeah. So uh, one of my favorite quotes is, is this soccer player. I think his name is Messi. Um, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi. He says, it took me 18 years, six months, and fifty or, you know eight days to become an overnight success. Oh, yeah. And that that's, couldn't be any more true. Mm-hmm. It, you, you become an overnight success after 18 years, not overnight. So many people think, oh, it's an overnight thing. Well, I went to the gym three times. I was on this diet three times or three days, but, but that's not how it works. So you get pointed in the right direction and then you just have to stay in that right direction, continue moving forward um, over and over again. So that's a this, great quote. It's this mm-hmm. idea of compounding. It's uh, mm-hmm. do it over and over and over again, and then the results a year, two, three years down the road. So think about this. Um, so 
we're on the right path, we've got goals, we're gonna put in some time. If you spend 30 minutes a day trying to get better. So not eight hours a day, but just 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So who here listening to this podcast hasn't wasted 30 minutes today? I've wasted 30 minutes. I guarantee you're on social media looking at Instagram for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. You're watching TV. You're doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me you don't have time. Uh, You're just lazy and you haven't made it a priority. But if you want to be successful, if you want to change your life, 30 minutes. Take 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and plan to spend 30 minutes of your day improving and getting better. If you do that over seven days, over a year, right? Seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, that's an extra, just that 30 minutes. If you're taking 30 minutes, that's an extra 182 hours. So that's essentially eight extra days of you being dedicated just to getting better. That's it, 30 minutes compounded over a year gives you an extra eight days uh, to be more successful. Yeah, I have somebody very close to me uh, who's a friend, a childhood friend from growing up. And um, he just re- he recently, like within the last year, tr- started doing his own thing. And uh, he called me and he goes, actually, this is before he started doing his own thing. And he was like, he was like, dude, I don't get it. I just don't have the, the motivation to leave my job. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, I, it's too risky. I can't do it. But I've spent eight hours a day on my computer looking up and researching everything. And I was like, OK, that's awesome. Like, that's that's, that's great. You know, like, but. And, and this is an actual quote out there. It's 10 minutes of actual action is better than eight hours worth yep. of not yep. doing anything. Yep. What, what do they call that? Analysis paralysis, right? Spending eight hours looking at stuff but not doing anything. That's yeah. a very common thing. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's crazy. It, it That's that's almost eight days. The the common thing that I, you know, I come from, let's just say seven days. Most people think when they think of seven days is they think seven days of vacation, right? Because they need seven days to escape their crappy job, to get away and 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 have something different than the misery that they're in. So then they come back and they're willing to, you know, start all over. And they need seven days a year in order to recharge and get back to life. And imagine if you took those seven days, like seven full days, right? That's not eight hours. When he says almost eight days. That's 24 hours, almost eight days. Could you imagine that? So you really need to times that eight by three. That is 24 working full eight hour days. If you had 24 eight hour days, that's insane. That's a whole month. Yeah. So people work like 20, 21, 22, hour, uh, 22 days a month. That's an entire month you, that you gain just from that. Dedicated just to, to Dedicating just to something different right and if you do that for long enough you're gonna get the courage you're gonna break through the mirror is gonna start looking better you're gonna start surrounding yourself by the right people you're gonna start decoding those messages differently and it's not an overnight thing I said that quote's fantastic but one day you'll wake up that's I mean that quote's fantastic mm-hmm. one day you'll literally wake up and you'll just you'll see something completely different like you, you'll look at it and you're like, oh my gosh. And then it compounds from there. It gets easier. Then you go from 30 minutes to an hour. Then you go to an hour and a half. I spend a significant amount of my day during very productive days, not being productive on just the days, but on planning and making the adjustments that's going to allow me to be where I want later down in the road. And the more hours I can dedicate that, the quicker I can get to that end game goal. Because there's a quote out there by Nelson Mandela and he says, it always seems impossible until it's done. If you if you think that your goals that you wrote down, maybe if you listen to this podcast and you actually did what we told you to do, say you wrote those down and now you're struggling with it, it seems impossible. 
it always seems impossible. Nobody looks at that and, seem, and thinks it's possible. If it was just obviously possible, you would have done it a long time ago. It's supposed to seem impossible. There's actually a quote, make sure your goals are so ridiculous that people laugh at you. Yeah. That's a normal thing. If, mm-hmm. people, if people think you're normal, that's not a good thing. Like people tell me all the time, it's like, Nathan, you're not normal. And I'm like, I know. Thank heavens, right? Thank you. <laughs> have you met a normal person? Normal's broke and unhappy. I know. Yeah. Have you met a normal person? I'm Unfortunately, like, yeah. I, I trust me. The first day someone tells me I'm normal, I'm like, that's gonna be like, that's gonna be like in an intervention for me, right? There would have to be like all my family and friends waiting for me at home, and I come back and say, Nathan, we got some bad news from my. Oh my gosh, what is it? Do I have cancer? Right? Do I have this? I'm like, I could deal with all those. They're like, no, it's. Yeah. It's the worst. I'm like, oh no, normal. oh no, don't tell me this. <laughs> don't tell me. I'm like, I, I don't, don't say it, right? I can't take it. And just like an alcoholic that's totally an alcoholic, if you told me a normal, I would have some serious denial. I would look in their face and I said, I hate you. You're normal. <laughs> You're normal. You're more normal than I am. How dare you say those things? You don't care about me. I mean, I would act exactly like someone that needs an intervention, right? I would, the denial would be the first thing that comes and I would fight it. I would go through the five stages of grief and then I'd wake up and I'd look around and I'm like, there's a lot of normal people in my neighborhood. Then I would go and I would get in my car. I'm like, I see this car all the time, right? And then, and then you, it depends on how many times you relate with the people in your immediate sphere. If you relate with the people in your immediate sphere and they're not super rich, but they're normal, that is not a good thing, right? And if you're afraid of that, you're like, no, well, you know what? I want to be like kind of like the person that's super relatable, but super rich and successful. I'm like, what? I'm like, they're they're not like that. Just when you come around, they placate you. Like I got a brother. He's so smart that he realized people don't relate with him. I've told Taylor this. Hopefully he doesn't listen to his podcast because he'll know which brother it is. <laughs> but he's so smart that he plays stupid around normal people so that he can relate with them and they'll relate with him so that they'll trust him and they'll do what he tells them to do. Like, he he dumps himself down. When he, when he dumps himself down to hat. me, that's, the, you know what, it's more than I can take. Like, he's <laughs> a, he, like, it's more than I can take. I'm like, oh, heck no, all right? And I'll say, I'm like, if you think I'm the normal thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll emotionally hit him to remind him <laughs> that I'm not the normal person. You can't just come around. I mean, that's not a normal thing. So if you think you know somebody rich, that they have no trials, no obligations. You think that that they are just this down to earth person and they got their some secret way that's different than what we tend. That's that's wrong. And if they make you, if they make it look like that, I've got some bad news. I haven't said this for a while, right? What the bear bad news? Bear bad news. I haven't said that. Dude, I haven't it's actually been too used long. that quote. I actually missed that. I'm a bear bad news. <laughs> They're dumbing it down for you. <laughs> and it's not because you're too smart and not because you have too much potential. They dumbed it down for you because it's easier to tell you what you want to hear than to tell you what you should be hearing. They dumbed it down. They're trying to be nice so that you'll just, they can make it through this situation. And when you're not there, they start talking different. I mean, exactly the same thing with every single person. Depending on how honest they are with you, Depends on how much potential they actually think you are. Mm-hmm. And they'll know, dude, when I run across someone that's smart, like successful, 
And this is what we tell people all the time when we go through training part. We have to teach you how to talk different because I'm not going to put you in a room with all my colleagues, all these people I do business, and you open up your mouth and you say something stupid. And they're going to know. They won't say it off, but everybody knows that's wrong. It's like the analogy off of uh, Inglorious Bastards when they got caught because they did the three symbol wrong when they were in the basement. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'll take three beers. And then they ended up being able to uh, they can tell right away. read it, right? The guy a guy automatically knew, pull out his gun. And mm-hmm. they said, how did he know? And he's like, we do the three like this. Yeah. This is the German three, yeah, and right? He went, he went like and this. And this is the German, yeah, you did it the wrong way. <laughs> and that's what I'm like sitting through there. And I bring a guy to the meeting, right? And he's not supposed to be there. And he opens up his mouth and he says something stupid. And then everybody knows, right? Mm-hmm. Now... Now we know there's a retard at the table, so guess what? Everybody has to do. The meeting's done. All that they're gonna do is play stupid like they did the here, and then we're disrespected, and they're gonna dumb it down for us. And if I'm there with it, that means they're gonna talk to me dumb. And I said, I'm like, no, no, no. I know I brought the retard, but I think he's retarded too. And that's when you have to step in and say, whoa, 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 we didn't mean that. I know he said that because he's drunk, right? Because it's it's easier to tell a person he's drunk. He's on drugs. This guy's drunk. He's an alcoholic. He's not not successful, right? He's an alcoholic, right? I'm like, they'll relate more with that than they will on successful. And so that's that's the idea. You gotta you gotta talk different. You gotta think different. You gotta elevate your your level to to you know what thinking that you know what it can be done. That you're gonna persevere, and then you're not saying things that are gonna out you as someone that's not supposed to be at the table. Yeah, it's, it's so much of what we talk about in every podcast is about the mindset, changing your mindset. We're harping on that all the time. This is another example. So when there's hardships, when something's hard, change your mindset. Change how you respond to it. Guess what? Everybody's feeling that same way. And then at that point, change your approach. What are you going to do different? Yeah, you feel like you're, under, you're, you're not appreciated. You don't make enough money, whatever it is. Change your approach. Do something different. And that goes back to this 30 minutes a day. Spend some time, 30 minutes a day changing your approach so you don't show up to that meeting and, and you're the retard yeah. that doesn't talk the way they're supposed mm-hmm. to talk. They're, they're supposed to be at a different table. You're supposed to be in a different meeting uh, because of the way you're talking. Because guess what? Like Nathan was saying, when you show up to those meetings, everybody knows if you're supposed to be there based on the way that you're talking. Um, so it's it, it doesn't happen overnight. You don't talk different overnight. You don't think different overnight. It's this compounding, of, compounding effect over and over and over again, that 30 minutes a day, that extra one month of, of working time, if you put in that 30 minutes a day that you're gonna grow, that you're gonna change, and that's what's gonna help you lead to success. Because guess what? There's always gonna be things that are difficult, there's always gonna be hardships, um, but that's the only way to be successful, is to overcome that, to make changes, and, and to continue to keep persevering uh, and moving forward. Absolutely. Yep. Last thing I wanna say, did you, did you have anything else oh, you wanna close on? So yeah, last thing I wanted to say is, it is the biggest misconception about perseverance is that it's not a gift, it's something that you can acquire over time by mm-hmm. doing the same things over and over and over again without giving up. Yeah, that's Absolutely. fantastic. Keep it up, podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. All right, see ya. Take it easy.